evening, whenever you're listening to this, it could be the dead of night. You might be listening to this in the dead of night or right as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. And a classic. Or you might be saying, how dare you? Really loudly. Hello, Kyneton. I was just listening to a fascinating stream uh, with Crow777 and this dude Freeman. You guys know about this Freeman guy? He had some good gravy. Really good gravy. He, uh, he predicted 9-11, apparently. Hello, Denmark bear. But anyway, we're, uh, it's so true. It's that the America is being, the attempt at dis- the destruction of America has to be within. And so that's why people screaming and screeching for Nuremberg 2.0 about this COVID thing are all trying to get Americans arrested and condemned. But if you actually know about Nuremberg 1.0, they all just moved like all the all the Nazi <coughs> scientists just came to America. Like you don't actually get justice in these um, show trials and scripts. And the reason that Freeman kind of impressed me a bit, George, can you not lick yourself this whole stream? That's why I'm sitting like this. I just don't want you guys to see him. Li- oh, he's licking his paw. Look at him. Look at how cute he is. Is he got the the Kanye situation right? I've heard truther after truther after truther just not get Kanye at all or Ye. And I know exactly the story of Ye. Like I, I was witnessing the whole thing and I know what's true and what's false. And this Freeman guy got it right that Ye was upset about the Jays controlling the, uh, the system that he was dependent on. And he's a little on the spectrum. He's a little autistic. And he just uh, was being highly provocative. Uh, and that is what happened. So when people say, oh, it was all ritual. It did the ritual. It did the ritual. No, it wasn't. Kanye was literally, or Ye was literally tweeting stuff. I was texting him five minutes later. The first time he got suspended on Twitter, it was from stuff I was texting him. And I know I'm not a Freemason. I know I'm not part of some Luciferian script. And so I, I know that that wasn't scripted. But that doesn't mean other things aren't scripted. So that's why it was an interesting listen for me today, listening to this guy. Because I haven't been listening to anybody who says everything's scripted for a while. Because they just keep getting everything wrong. Like things that I know are not scripted. So the fact he got yay right... Uh, I listened to him a little more and I think there is some occult shit happening, but like the, the, the takeaway I took from that is for America to be destroyed, it has to be in our hearts to do it. Some fascinating shit where it's like when he tracked the whole thing and he predicted a lot of this stuff. So there is some credence to his theories. Like when you can make a predictive model, it's a lot more impressive than Larry Johnson just saying 33, 33. And uh, it started with Clinton, you know, defacing the office of president and then bring in the president that has uh, that of the constitutional crisis of the birth certificate. And then you bring on the orange bull, you know, the trunk and slowly trying to degrade and destroy America from within. Who is this? I don't know his first name. His last name is Freeman. He's. It's episode 470 of Crow 777 Radio, C-R-R-O-W 777 Radio. In the late 90s, this guy was calling 
9-11. He said that it was going to happen in September. He kind of explained it. And another thing that this guy was talking about that was fascinating is in the late 90s, they were going to put a gold, they were going to put gold caps on the pyramids. And according to USA Today, the Muslims stopped it. Like there was a suicide that like a, a there's a Muslim pilot who nose dove into the ocean. It just sounds really, really fascinating. Milton Freeman? No, it's another, I don't know. Morgan Freeman, Freeman Fry, Freeman Fry. I think that's his name. Hang on, I'll just look it up. You guys, you guys. And I got more to talk about today, obviously. What's his name? Freeman Fly. You know. And so I'm I, I I'm not typically into the one-eyed weenus guys that are decoding symbolism because it, it just goes nowhere. But there is a grand script that some people are acting out. And I think, uh, but it doesn't really matter. You know, it was just interesting. It's just a way to start. I was just listening to it when I, uh, when I started my stream. So I just carried over. All right. So today, um, let's analyze Pentecostals and how I believe they act exactly like N-words, but in a good way. I'm not bashing Pentecostals, by the way. Of course, Freeman fly, we don't walk. How dare you, Kyneton? I think it's funny when people say the Bible says it will fall from within, talking about government. I think it more likely means the people. Well, it's, uh, it's interesting seeing people screeching and screaming about Nuremberg 2.0 for uh, these vaccines. I think that is a planned part of this operation where it's one reason why I don't harp on the vaccines at all. Because it, it does kind of appear, and I can't prove this at all, but there, I just get a sense that part of the entire thing is for people to realize it was poison and then get really, really mad and emotional and angry and try to uh, break down and degrade your institutions even more so that America becomes a vassal state like Germany. You got to remember, uh, Nuremberg was not good for Germany. Nuremberg was not a good thing for Germany at all. They, they blamed, it was the same thing that it was basically Treaty of Versailles all over again, where they blamed everything on one side. And then they took all the people that they blamed and they just sent them to America and Operation Paperclip to do NASA. <clears throat> so really, my advice to you is watch your emotions, watch your feelings of vengeance. That's why um, I came from a Pentecostal church. I was saved there, but it is a little culty. I'm not even going to knock them at all. You'll see the video I'm going to show you. They just act like niggers. And I mean that with love. I don't mean like criminally, but just, just the way they act is it reminds me a lot of blacks. But not like blacks, like nigs. I've been thinking all the J stuff is a centuries-long way of getting people to spiral on them. Imagine finding out 9-11, Corona, JFK, USS Liberty in one weekend. Yeah, and I, I'm really torn about the level of human involvement that do we, if we get degraded enough ourselves in sin and trauma and ritual, do we just become vessels for demons? Because a lot of these plans are so old, and you can see an arc to them. Um... You can see like a long story to some of these plans that go far beyond the lifespan of a human. And uh, 
I find it really interesting because I have a hard time believing that a bunch of a bunch of guys with one pant leg beating off in a coffin, you know, uh, come up with these plans and have the selflessness to like do things that will only benefit them in 150 years. I just have a hard time believing that. Hello, Toronto Drew Bear. Kyneton, let's start off with the uh, with the super chats, and we'll go from there. Oh, and England learns a very valuable lesson about bike theft. I warned everybody. Let's just start with that as Kyneton collects the super chats. How can Britain ever embrace cycling if our bikes keep getting stolen, says Adam Beckett. I warned you. What happened to me when I warned everybody? I got kicked off social media. And now you can't ride your bike. Doesn't affect me. I'm still crushing. Okay. Unauthorized says, good day, Bears and Owen adjacents. Thank you, still Nathan. I'm glad you're still Nathan. People would have to make a conscious choice to murder and allow evil to take over when they find out all of which would allow lower vibration entities to occupy similar alcohol spirit. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting listen, it, the new Crow guest, Freeman Fly, because apparently he was like a legendary truther in the 2000s. And he had like a access TV show in Austin and he was talking, his dad was a high level Freemason and um, he was like analyzing in real time, these scripts playing out and symbolism and numerology and all the shit that I don't really like, to be honest with you. But he did get yay right, which I give him credit for because I've yet to hear a truther get it right. Oh, without script, yay, he's a Freemason. No, yay's on the spectrum. And Ye is really upset about how Jews ran his life. It's pretty obvious. It's really not as occulted as people think. And you can just go, oh, Owen's lying for them. I don't care. Go ahead. If you think I'm the head of a Freemason chapter out in North Idaho as I milk animals all day, then you're fucking retarded. Hey, God, there's 11 join requests if you want to hit that. And also, I... uh, I just see things emerge, like the synchronicities that Carl Jung talked about. I don't know how they're even planned. We'll get into that more. And then I got some good letters, apparently. Sweep Deprived Bear said, This one is badly needed, since I can finally confess of playing the tooth fairy and super chatting my niece for her uh, baby teeth years. Also, Jonah is gay for asking me my HIV and monkeypox status, because he allegedly lives near Toe Rogan. He has explaining to do more than me, at least. Thank you for that, Sleep Deprived. And then Jonah Bear comes in hot. Apparently, Sleep Deprived is a tranny fairy, according to his own confession. I don't know the depths of gay depravity he's gotten himself into, but hopefully this helps get him out. God bless. You guys are really getting to the bottom of it. MJ Bear, BB, thank you for the consistent crushing. Consistency is key. It is. I yell at Coddington every day about it. I scream at him about uploads and making sure it's every day. You know, the new thing I'm just trying to beat into Coddington's thick skull is that we need to get on audio platforms and make sure that we upload at the same time every day. He'll learn. I have had to resort to corporal punishment with Coddington. Oh, he's just a sweet boy. Oh, he's a sweet, sweet prince. Oh, really? Sometimes he needs to be whacked right in his ear. Bang! Or else he doesn't listen. Yeah, yeah, I consistently yell at Coddington about consistency. Oh, why aren't we up at Gab yet today, Coddington? Oh, really? You're in the middle of a hurricane. I don't give a fuck. As soon as you start slipping, people start... We're against all odds, Coddington. 
We're outside the system. The one thing we have is work ethic, integrity, and authority. That's three things. I should have said the three things we have. Actually, the Gab one isn't on me, but I'm still trying to get it sorted. It's always on you, Kyneton. I don't care if you're in the middle of a fucking hurricane. I don't care if the internet is shut off from internal sabotage. You will get these out. We, all, we have, all we have is work ethic when it comes to competing against these motherfuckers in Babylon. All right, Joe the Toe and all these guys, they're all recommended. Lex Friedman. Lex Friedman could videotape a piece of dog shit for an hour and a half, and it'll be recommended all over every platform. And he'll be hailed as some genius who just stares at a piece of dog shit going, well, so when did you know you wanted to be a piece of dog shit? I mean, I mean, I can do the calculations. So what do we have that they don't have? We have work ethic. We clock in every day. I do three fucking hours of live streaming a day of interesting, funny, thought-provoking, community-building material. We don't get any advertising. We don't get any marketing. I'm not even allowed on platforms that allow gangbang anal porn, okay? So what do we have to bring the people? Consistency, quality, authenticity. As soon as we start slipping up, and I know it's easy to slip up, Coddington. Where, oh, I just don't feel like uploading to Rumble today. Fuck it, right? Well, those people are refreshing, looking for it. Where's Owen? If I go a week, if I go even a few hours, oh, you know, he's not that, he's not that reliable. I'm just going to go listen to Lex Friedman, the robot, stare at a piece of dog shit for an hour. It's, it's our advantage over them, Coddington, and we have to always, always strike while the iron's hot. You know, hay the field while the sun shines. You know what I'm saying, Coddington? I start that fire every day by splitting wood. After I pull on goat tits, make sure everyone has their hay and their water. Ice is broken. You know, hundreds of gallons of water for all my giant animals. I'm getting through huge snow drifts and power outages and children, you know? And then during that time, I'm listening to gravy. I'm taking notes. I'm thinking. I'm pondering. Then I get to the, I I put in 30 minutes to 45 minutes on the treadmill trying to lose my tits. Then I go to the post office, get my mail out of a box that I use a key. It's a 15 mile drive, Coddington. All I need out of you is just to hit a fucking button. Piece of shit. For those of you with vaccine damage, I'm just kidding. Kyneton works very hard. Um, I, I am blessed and honored to have him. And uh, it's good we're all together as a team. But everything I, did, I said is also kind of true. The abuse I'm throwing at Coddington is the joke. Everything else is, is a fact. All right. But then when shit hits the fan, guess who's ready for it? Guess who's ready for it? The people that drive every morning in blizzards to open a box and see if anyone sends a fucking letter. I don't get the Lex Friedman treatment. I'm not, I'm not one of the chosen people where the, where the clouds of Abraham parted and gave them a golden cow and said, you, you wear a tiny hat and cut that fucking cock of yours. And now you'll always be promoted on YouTube as long as you bring the world Lucifer. Now... Well, what's going on with the Jews these days? Not a lot. Here is um, a little article. It says, so you're a Jewish baby boomer. Now what? 
the chosen people. Want to know what's next for you? Death. You're just going to die. I think one of the reasons that this mania is happening in the world (laughs) is these people are not aware that now they just are supposed to die. You know? Yeah, you were told you're chosen. You were told you're special. You had classic rock. You had your fancy shirts and your unlimited boom of a fake real estate bubble. You know, you you debased the currency until it's now backed by nothing but war. And now you stare off at the broken world you're going to leave behind. And guess what? You're just going to die. Okay. Is that a real article, BB? Yeah, of course it's a real article. Lex's stupid catchphrase, the world needs more love. I know. Want to know who else says that? Pedophiles. Pedophiles say the same thing. Oh, I just love the children so much I have to touch them. Isn't that right? Lex Friedman. Toronto Jew Bear says, Jewish baby boomers are spiraling about their own mortality. It's a total meltdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm witnessing it. And that's why they're, oh, we're going to die. Oh, COVID. Oh, no. Oh, someone's coming to get it. No, no. Want to know who's coming to get you? Nature. The fucking Grim Reaper. You're just going to die. And they, their egos were so built up from the Holocaust psyop, the, the Tavistock music, the bullshit Spielberg movies, their Buicks, their unlimited growth in the stock market and real estate based on nothing but a Kissinger lie about petrol. And now you just die. And no one's even going to kill you and turn you into soap. You want to know what's going to happen? Your, par- your family isn't even going to go to your funeral. You're not even going to have a funeral. Because they don't want to get COVID. (laughs) And guess what? No one's going to even fucking remember you because your kids aren't going to tell stories about you because you were a greedy, self-centered piece of shit. They're going to chop up your home and sell it for pennies on the dollar so they can go live in a cyber world given to them by goggles and pornography. And they're going to beat themselves up until they're fucking dead too. They probably won't even have kids statistically. Jewish baby boomers are not even going to have grandkids. It ends with you. And as you fly off into that cloud in your own mind, it'll be playing Mississippi Queen. You know what I mean. And you can just keep refreshing your fucking stock account and just going, oh, guess what? None of it goes with you. Not one dollar. None of it. Okay, Google's Goggles and Pornograph is the Zoomer cover band for Simon and Garbo. Yeah. I'm not saying that being a boomer, I mean, there's all kinds of boomers that are accepting of their own death. I'm going to die. You're going to die. We're all going to die. This isn't sad. It's the natural uh, way of things. Think about how selfish it would be to to never want to die. So if nobody died, then the world would just fill up and you couldn't have kids. Right? It would just be a constant escalation of people until there's no land. You have to have a cycle. You have to have a winter to have a summer. You know? It's not a big deal, dude. One day we all die. Oh, we're, we're going to die. Oh, this could kill me. Want to know what's going to kill you? Time. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And then the baby boomer stares off at the water being told that he was so fucking chosen. He was so special. But really, he's not. He's nothing. He's just a dumb asshole wearing a flower shirt with a clip dick and a lot of bad memories, right? 
And everything he thought he created is nothing but sand in an hourglass. What are you chosen for, bud? You eat, you shit, you sweat, you sleep. You eat, you shit, you sweat, you sleep. You make fucking noises with your stupid mouth and your fucking stupid hat. And you really thought you could avoid the reaper. No one avoids the reaper. And then you reap what you sow. What have you sown into this world, Jewish baby boomer? Nothing but greed and lies and betrayal. And now all you get to feel is fear. Have fun. Sayonara. Okay, Kyneton, hit me with the Super Chats, please. Who chose that shirt? Oh, in his mind, I mean, he's trying to get pussy. He's trying to be seen as cool. He's a fun Hawaiian guy, you know? He's showing that inside he's got a heart filled with excitement and energy, but really he used to take a pill to get a boner. Okay, unauthorized says, Stereo Bear, do you think the firmament is ice or pycrete? And what's with all the space dolphin imagery and media? I actually discussed that in a recent stream. I think it was Monday. I think it might be an entire layer of fluid, almost like how the ocean's firmament is air. It might be like that. It might not be a solid thing. It might be another type of fluid. Someone sent to me that it might be nitrate, like liquid nitrogen. Broken Arrow Bear says, BB, thank you for all you do and your bottomless little gravy. Yeah, like, I believe nitrogen is seven, right? Give me a second here. Periodic table list. Okay, what's seven? And they thought they were so special that a bunch of Nazis even want to kill them. No one cares. Nobody fucking cares, baby boomer Jew. You weren't even special enough to be hated. People, yeah, nitrogen. People just don't, they just don't want to be around you. And your family will make excuses to not visit you. You ever notice that? Oh, we can't visit. We have COVID. Oh, white supremacy. Okay. Moving on. Let's listen to Mike Tyson crush. That's the wealth retired boomer uniform Tommy Bahama had to tell. Yeah. And they're so arrogant and they, and they stare off into the sea wondering what's next for them. Just death, just worm food. Okay. Rockfin uh, gave me some tips. Thank you, Laura and Rebecca. I love it. The ladies tuning in, getting it, understanding that I'm, I'm uh, I get it. I know I can be abrasive to the ladies at first. Did I get through all the super chat, the entropies? No, I did not, Kyneton. Please resend them. Thanks for paying attention today. Um, you know, at first I can be abrasive, but you know I understand and respect the, the woman's life and role. Um, all right. What do I got here? BB, I don't know. This one is... Uh, BB, thanks for the continued crush. Oh, consistency. That's where we were. Thanks, MJ Bear. Joshua, I had to tip for yesterday's stream. It was some of the most important information I've heard in a long time. Thank you, brother. Of Earth and Stone Bear. Thank you, of Earth and Stone Bear. Gregory, I had a friend in high, in high school who did some messed up things sexually. He walked himself to a police station and admitted what he did and wanted his punishment. Repentant deviants want their punishments. Yeah, and I was thinking about that. I, God, remind me to read what I wrote about Andrew Tate. I've been thinking a lot about it. And I'll tell you how I get to my conclusions logically. 
I take my role as a public speaker very seriously, oddly, even though I just ramble and riff and I can offend people. Uh, when it comes to big things, I, I do think about them and think about ramifications. Okay, uh, Valhalla Bear, tip for the belly laugh, listening to the clip about BB working on being humble. A few moments later, these jokes were given to me by God, indeed. Two-thirds Hydra Bear, 10 days until the Hydra Bear soup cook-off. We've got seven to 10 bear families planning on attending. Mini putt, grilled cheese, soup music, and games. Message me for deets. Meet up in the Pittsburgh area. Nice. Bub's Bird Bear, here's part of the punk rock song. Maybe don't read out loud. Uh, you stupid faggot rollerbladers, roller wonderland, come. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to read that out loud. But thank you, though, Bubs Bird Bear. The band is Guttermouth. The two songs are Do the Hustle, a song about how gay rollerblading is. That sounds great. And One, Two, Three, Slam, song being about mixed race. Um, Bear is going to love that one. The songs are not works of art, but they're punk rock, and I loved it as a mad teen. Bubs, I've always marveled at the way your epic streams remind me of being a 16-year-old punk rocker. It confused me because you are not negative or nihilistic. I just recently re-listened to a band that I've not heard since I was a teen. Nice. Kev, dude, Lemonade is literally the white man's version of Kool-Aid. Yes, it is. I'll show you the white man's version of being a nigger. It's called being a Pentecostal. And again, I'm not talking shit. I'm sure they're very nice people. I'll show you the video as soon as I'm done and you'll completely understand. You can have it pre-mixed, fresh from the garden combo and every version in between. It's literally our Kool-Aid and my wife and I are belly laughing at a steakhouse right now. Crush on, indeed. Sifu Wua. I caught myself daydreaming about Bugatti's and wearing tight fitness man shorts the other day and came to the terrified realization that Tate's immense gayness was spreading to me. Lo and behold, I have not super chatted in almost a year. Here's to a miracle cure. Haba Bear. Hapa Bear. Thank you, Hapa Bear. That was... If you guys don't super chat the gay away, I mean, if you don't pay your gay away, you're just going to end up pants around your ankles behind a dumpster with Joe Rogan having a smile on his face. Sunflower Angel Bear, thanks for the playing piano live on unauthorized.tv. I can't seem to bring myself to get on Instagram after leaving all the trash social media behind. Yeah, don't get on Instagram. Just join unauthorized and you can watch any of my live piano streams there. I just use Instagram for its free uh, data. If you're off it, don't get back on it. Because they'll, they'll, they'll delete my page anyway. I just will start another one, use it for the horror that it is. And um, join the, at join, if you want to be a part of a good social media that doesn't harvest data and has the good, the true, the beautiful, and is consistent, it's app.bertariatimes.com. You can get it anywhere you get apps, Apple Store, Google Store, wherever, because it's completely clean. There's no legal thing that could kick it off. That's the thing is these people are very legalistic. It's all about law. And it's such a clean app. It's probably you could debate. You could debatably argue that it's cleaner than like Photoshop apps. (laughs) So uh, get that app. It's $15 a year. It's awesome. Make friends for the first time. Meet old friends for the first time. Anyway, check out how Pentecostals are basically white versions of nigs. This made me laugh. Hey, 
the record, I'm not mocking Pentecostals. I think they're hilarious. Like for those of you just listening, they're they're crunk dancing. It's like full blown crunk dancing. As I said in IG, they're hopped up on gogurt and string cheese. Yeah, I'm not calling them criminals. I'm just saying they're very, very black. <laughs> like, yeah, instead of crip walk, they Christ walk. Growing up in Tennessee, the Pentecostal women I knew were so sweet, but the men were weirdies. Uh, I, guys, I'm not taking a shot at Pentecostals. I'm just pointing out they act exactly like niggers. Watch it again. Uh, and notice I'm not saying black people, because there's a lot of blacks that don't act like niggers. It's just that crunk, crunk, you got that crunk, yeah, yeah, got that crunk, right? Dude, you put some bumping cars next to Pentecostals and you're looking at like Atlanta street niggers, right? Like these people act more like niggers than like a lot of black men. Nigger doesn't mean black. It's just, it's a way of life. It's a behavior. And Pentecostals are straight, cold, fucking niggers, dude. And we don't give a fuck. Hey, if you don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. Hey, if you don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. Hey, if you don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. Hey, no, I know shit, it won't be no shit. Hey, no, I know shit, it won't be no shit. Because they, they dance like they don't give a fuck. You know, it's just about knowing you're out of prison. It's one reason why niggas dance like that, because they're like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like out of prison, and they don't give a fuck. They'll move any way the spirit pulls them. There's something almost spiritual about being a nigg, because they're like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they're just feeling the spirit, man. They're just feeling it. They're just like, yeah. Granted, usually guns in hand, you know, shooting. But if you take the violence out of nigg dancing... It's just flow state Pentecostal. <laughs> They're just, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, total flow state. Yeah, you guys are getting it. BB, I think this is how Burning Man started. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have just figured out I'm Pentecostal, says God. Dude, check this out. I mean, they're dancing pretty sweet. I mean, it's not embarrassing. You know, this is how nigs dance. You know, they're not, nigs aren't always doing hip thrusting. A lot of times they're just crunking, you know, and they're just moving. They're just crunking, you know, they're just, they don't give a fuck. And they want, and they, and they're just feeling the spirit. Granted, granted, a lot of times the spirit tells them rob, steal, kill, right? And I, I'm not seeing that in this group, but check this out. Damn, we don't give a fuck. Hey, Look at them. Yeah. Yeah. I Dude, they can't get enough. And it's actually, I think it's healthy. It's good for your lymphatic system. Just get hyped up on lemonade. You know, they're crunk juice, you know, because a lot of nags drink Tussin. It's called Robitussin. They're like, man, drinking that Tussin. And by the way, anyone who wants to pretend that me saying nig is offensive, but you can say redneck. You, nobody has a problem with saying like, oh, that's like, that's how rednecks act, man. You, they don't wear a shirt. They're fucking always collecting cans. No one cares. It's a, it's a type of white is redneck. You know, niggers, 
They drink Robitussin and they crunk dance and they don't give a fuck. You know, it's a certain... Um, Chris Rock broke it down perfectly. I, I won't apologize for the fact I will not accept race-based word censorship. I love black people, but I hate niggas. You know what a nigga does? A nigga, a nigga will steal right out of your house. And I'll like, oh man, I don't like niggas either. I love black people. Black people, black people. But I, I just hate niggas. You know what a nigga does? You know how you hide money from a nigga? You put it under his work boot. Yeah, yeah, niggas don't work. Kyneton, do we have more Super Chats? Chris Rock had a great bit about Robitussin too. More Tussin, you got a broken leg, more Tussin. Yeah, exactly. But then the rappers started drinking the Tussin. And I think a lot of white people just have no idea this culture exists. Like they don't actually, like I've hung out with straight up gangsters in Cleveland, Cincinnati, Des Moines. You'd be surprised how fucking crunked out Des Moines is. And uh, it's like, uh, they're all about Robitussin. They're all about NyQuil and shit. So one of the ways, because rednecks make meth out of, it's so fucking similar. And I'm just a pattern guy. So I'm just reporting the facts. So rednecks will make meth out of, out of uh, Sudafed. Like it's all about over-the-counter drugs for niggers and rednecks. So a redneck will go into... Uh, to a, a, a drugstore and get a bunch of uh, Sudafed and make meth. That's why they took the meth out of Sudafed. The niggers, they take Tussin and they make crunk drink out of it. And it makes them like real loopy. Real loopy, dude. Yeah, it's different kinds of cold medicine. Yeah, see, the, the, the whites, <laughs> they like to go up. The blacks like to go down. Oh, shit. It's literally, there's, the, the behavior is the same. It's how do we get uh, intoxicated on over-the-counter cold medicine. Now the, the blacks go with Tussin and they go with the Quill. <laughs> the whites go with the Fed, the Sudafed, baby, come on. BB is right, y'all don't know the real black culture and it's not something you can learn on TV, it's true. And it's not like they're always trying to kill you or rape you or something. You know, there is that. I mean, it's like, they'll steal your bike and shit, but it's like whites will steal your, uh, your tools out of your uh, garage or the copper pipes out of your walls. Uh, you know, there's just a lot more nigger crime than, than redneck crime because there's more people in a city. This is my opinion. I don't think... Whites have more inherent racial morality than blacks. I just think the nature of city versus rural is going to hyper condense behavior if you're in like a honeycomb. Um, I loved Rip Fuel. Me too, Bull Rush Bear. Dude, whites love going up because we can get more work done. We can clean. You know, whites are drawn to meth. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I've never done meth. I've done, I have taken Adderall before, which is meth-like. But um, whites love coffee. We love energy drinks. We love our up because it's like we can be more productive because the winter is coming. The blacks love the Tussin. You know, the fucking Tussin. And dude, 
The funniest part is I could be doing these bits in an all-black room and they know it's true. And then you get the white, especially the Jews go, oh no, I'm a baby boomer Jew. I'm offended. I'm offended. I get that the word nigger triggers people and I don't care. I realize I would be more successful probably, or I would, um, your wife or husband may accept me more as your favorite podcast if I simply didn't say nigger because people have been so MK altered out that you're allowed to say redneck, but not nigger. Well, that's bullshit. And I'm just on the spectrum enough where you can't mold my mind with nonsense. I don't have fucking hate in my heart. I mean, I do. I hate pedophiles. I've had to really think about that. I'm trying to really vibe with Woodshop Bear's letter. It is from a position of strength. Yesterday's stream was intense. You know, after the stream ended, I just wept. Not like a Jordan Peterson broken, feminized way. Like, it was like I, I felt close to beauty. Because it was such a dark stream for a while. And then Woodshop Bear's letter gave me like such an insight into forgiveness and just letting things go. Um, but I also don't want to be taken advantage of and I don't want to be manipulated by psychopaths, but how can they actually do anything to you or, or people you know and love if you have that peace, that inner forgiveness that is elusive? Anyway, House Builder Bear says, thank you for the gravy every day. I love this community. I wish you all the best. You as well. Thank you for that. Chuck Kadug says, working on the equivalent of a cable subscription and paying the alleged UA Gamma Gay away. Indeed, you're going to need more to pay away Gamma Gay. Val Coomer says, first time paying the gay away. May I be verified as Fu Man Bear? Welcome. God bless. Yeah, you as well. Thank you for that. Very generous. <coughs> Anti-rollerblading punk rock. Skateboarders don't like fruit boots. Skateboarding is anti-gay. Indeed, Black Belt Bear. Yeah, there's some like pro skaters on the... Uh, on the Bertari Times app, it's actually hilarious. Like, uh, pro skaters seem to be very bear-adjacent. I think because they, they hate rollerbladers. Thank you for your daily belly laughs. You as well, Blano Bear. Indeed, everybody's getting it. Okay, so this is what I wrote about Andrew Tate. Because I do think about this shit before just, like, blasting away at somebody. <clears throat> okay, let's take a quick read here. No Around whites, you got to lock your lawnmower. It's so true. Around like a certain type of white. Like the, the equivalent of nigger. <clears throat> but people, poor rural whites typically have more morality than poor city blacks. But uh, I think part of that is the lack of uh, population density, in my opinion. But whites do steal, though. I've been stolen by whites. Whites have beat me up. A gang of whites, whites once when I was in eighth grade just beat the fuck out of me. No, I was younger than that. Sixth grade. Just beat the shit out of me for no reason. Uh, there's a save Jordan. Like bad. Like, like how blacks do it. Like just tapped on my shoulder. There's five of them. It was me and my buddy Pat, who I'm still friends with. But Pat didn't do shit. He kind of hid. And they just started fucking me up. Because I like thought I was cool or something. Oh, Rockfin with a nice hot super chat. I've been on the bear trail since the beginning. Keep crushing. My claim, Average Nutter Bear. Welcome, Average Nutter Bear, indeed. Uh, okay, so I wrote, If Andrew Tate is actually repentant and seeks God, I would wish him well. I just currently don't think that's what's happening. But 
If it was, I wouldn't attack him like I do. I believe that everyone can make a decision to leave the shadow. But I also think psychopaths fake it to hide it. Okay, so this is what I, I wrote. There's a line I battle with between the spiritual knowledge that all men can be forgiven and seek God, that mercy should be freely given to those that seek it, but also the desire to warn the innocent of a psychopath. I've been thinking about Andrew Tate tonight after my stream today. What if he is seeking redemption and is currently being thrown to the wolves by the demons because he won't play ball? And I'm casting stones at him. That's possible. But what if he's a sexual sadist? Actually, he's confirmed that by his own uh, testimony. Trying to recruit the youth into his hellish Ponzi scheme. And his claim that he's a reformed Muslim is just faith washing his crime so he blends in. More likely than my former opinion, they're both possible, okay? I don't know his heart, and I cannot know his heart. Only God does. But I believe it's better to warn of the wolf when the wolf tells you he is a wolf. If Andrew Tate is seeking mercy from God and I'm wrong, it won't matter anyway. A truly humbled man would understand why people would condemn him. Just want to share my inner analysis of why I came to the conclusion I did. You know... Ironically, like some people who pretend, in my opinion, who might say they're seeking God or they're rejecting their old ways in order to hide or in order to play games, sometimes those people are shown, like, they're shown punishment from God when they do that. I don't know. I can't, like, you know, figure any of this shit out. But just so you know, I am aware that he may be repentant. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Because even if that's true, he still deserves the stones. He still deserves to be condemned and to warn other people about him. And if he is on the path towards redemption, that's great. That's fine. But it's much more, if you analyze risk versus reward, it's much, much worse to just not condemn people. Not, not, it's not condemn like spiritually, but just like, point out crimes, point out uh, behavior, point out that they're a problem, then not. Because worst case scenario, you're just wrong and he's burning away dead wood with your stones. You know, best case scenario, you're doing your uh, community a service by warning them about an obvious predator. Okay, and, and just because you're seeking redemption doesn't mean you shouldn't be in prison. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be punished. You know? Like, regardless of what Saul's conversion to Paul was, and of course there's a range, complete fraud, saying that just to uh, get control, spread his bullshit, blah, blah, or Jesus came to him on the road to Damascus. You know, there's a spectrum of truth there. But if you analyze it and you think, well, worst case scenario, uh, he's just being punished for his crimes and his soul is liberated. I, I get a little suspicious when people that are genuinely repentant of bad behavior don't feel they should be punished. Because just like what that super chat talked about with that friend who went to the police and said, you know, I, I've done bad things. You know, the repentant soul wants to be punished and they want to, you know, earn their place back in society. And so if somebody is like, I'm the worst of all sinners, I've, and Paul is an interesting cat. You know, some of his shit is really good. Like the idea of the reprobate mind is really good. You know, I just don't trust him. 
He just sets off my alarm bells. But what if Paul was met on the road to Damascus? What if he did have a full conversion? What does it matter if I throw stones at him? He deserves it. You know, he wouldn't care. You know, it's like somebody who's genuinely repentant would be like, yeah, I deserve that and more. You know, I'm, I'm by the grace of God, God go I. Where it's like, yeah, that's what I deserve. And that's why I have a lot of suspicion when people aren't like that, where they're like, how dare you talk shit about me on Instagram? It's like, well, then, you know, I don't think you feel bad about your sexual sadism and your Ponzi schemes you're running because you're, you're literally freaking out because some guy in America is pointing out the truth of your life. You know, it's just crazy to me. Oh, you, you, sir, I, I point out when people lie about me. And I never tell you guys to mass flag them. I never do shit. I probably should, but I don't. All right, Bear Tanks, can we get Vox on a new bug spray for gays called Gay Away? Yeah, I mean, that's probably pretty good. I mean, I feel like we would be, um, we'd be sued, though, because it can't actually spray your Gay Away. Which up, Bear says, Quran tells us uh, that when we're suffering, we're having sin forgiven. People think suffering is a punishment, but it's actually purification. Yeah, that's your letter yesterday, Woodshot Bear, was a uh, really powerful testimony to that. That suffering is the purification of sin. That sickness is sin leaving the body. It shouldn't be feared. Like this guy here, the Jewish baby boomer, uh, thinks suffering is like he avoids it. He, he, thinks, he doesn't think he deserves to suffer. He doesn't think he deserves to die. Uh, and because of that, he's going to... Just be, a, you know, he's going to cling to the last breath like his knuckles are going to be white with fear and rage and shame. What a horrible existence. All right. Poor Andrew Tate took a panic attack in police custody and they had to take him to a hospital. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's facing serious time now. And so it's interesting how God works. Like if you use the Quran or the Bible as a prop to make people think that you're holy, He'll fucking show you what that means, in my opinion. Now, it could be real. Andrew Tate could have had a come-to-Jesus moment and felt like, you know, his ways are wrong and he did, you know. But if that is the case, my condemnation of him is still deserved. And the suffering that people will put on him will purify his soul. That's the interesting fact. Which up, Bear says, I asked God a year ago to do whatever was needed to make me a better man. He crippled me shortly after. I know, I think about that. That's why I try to learn my lessons without being crippled. Is uh, Like, I was thinking about that yesterday. Like, I currently have too much hatred for pedophiles. And that's not, it, do, it does not mean I don't want justice or to scrub them clean of the world and have a warm breeze blow the ashes into the sea, guys. I'm not exactly a bleeding heart. It's not about acceptance or tolerance. It's about me hating them. <laughs> There's a connection made. This is some high-level gravy because it's really easy to misinterpret what I'm saying is saying that I believe what they're doing is good. Okay. That forgiveness attitude, that humbleness and accepting of pain is really good to know or else we may have to be taught it. You know, and it's kind of like uh, children. 
You know, let's say you only had one kid or two kids and you're 45 and your wife's 40 and you're like, we should add more. You know, if you don't appreciate those kids, God has ways of showing you what gratitude should look like. And I just recommend people always be grateful for what you've been given. Um, you know, and I'm not just saying like your kids are going to die or something. Oh, I just put milk on my, I'm not saying, uh, your kids are going to die or something necessarily at all, but they may, you may like lose your relationship with them. Like if you're not, if you don't value what God gave you, if God gave you a child, even just one or zero, if you're still here, you know, by the grace of God, go I, as they say. I asked God to appear by my soul and make me a better mother a couple years ago. He gave me a very disabled child that came in a body of pure love and light and joy. Yeah, that's some real shit, man. Or woman, sorry. It's, um, and you learn from pain. You learn from that. I'm super grateful for the one I have. That's good, Chinky Bear. Because it's like there is, I've seen it over and over. Like if people like, because I've had whispers of like, you know, I, if me and Amy are, may not have any more kids because she's had four C-sections and it's now pretty risky for her to have kids. And we have four beautiful sons and I'm very, very blessed and happy. I've had thoughts of like, man, I, I wonder if I, you know, having a daughter would have been cool. I mean, who the fuck? I mean, that's got to be nipped in the bud so fast. But I've had those whispers. And think about someone like me thinking that. Four beautiful, awesome sons. Bang, 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 bang. Healthy mom. Glorious family. And yet I'm like, I wonder what a daughter would have been like. Well, it's just nip that shit right in the bud, man. Because it can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. No matter how many kids you have or no matter what you've been given, you can just, your mind can start saying, but what about... God said, I want a boy as my firstborn. The minute I had my daughter, I knew God made a better choice. Yeah, totally. God's plan. You know, put your life in his hands on that metaphysical level. Not in the hands of a pastor. Not in the hands of Joel Olstein, Not in the hands of like some interpretation of the word that proves blah, blah. Fuck that. Could always adopt. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I mean, we have it so... If she does get pregnant, it'll be okay because you can technically have five with C-sections. Like that's possible, but it's risky. Um, but it's, you know, she has a valid concern about uh, having that scar tissue reopen over and over. I struggle with this sometimes, BB, looking for gratitude beyond my desires. Yeah, totally. It's everyone struggles with it on some level unless you're like, You've been recently humbled. And Paul from Pockets was talking about how the humbling can fade. You know, like, uh, as they say, empty belly, one problem, full belly, many problems. Right? When you're hungry, you'll do anything for food. That's the only problem you have. If you're unhealthy, that's the only problem you have. Your health is your wealth. If you haven't gotten your health as a... Uh, as the six-fingered man says in uh, Princess Bride, if you haven't gotten your health, then you haven't gotten anything, then you have nothing at all. And, uh, and so 
it's interesting how you can get that gratitude and humility and then it fades again. I don't know if any of you guys have had near-death experiences or people close to you about to die or uh, you've been in some kind of serious trouble or blah, blah, and you will do anything to get back what you had. And as soon as you get it back or you know your health comes back or your loved one is okay, you feel this intense gratitude for every little aspect of your life and then it starts to fade. And I think one of the struggles of life is to keep that feeling no matter what. Sometimes it's hard to feel the grace of God when you're doing really well. And so um, I think it's important to really, really live in your home like you've been homeless for 10 years and you now have a roof over your head. Look at your wife like the first time you realized that she loved you. You know, look at your children as they had just come out of the ICU and they're now healthy and you and you can hug them and they're okay. You know, it's tough. It's a tough position because it's so easy to normalize and then take for granted. And when it comes to our relationships in life and what we've been given, uh, it's really cool to be able to feel it. Like I try to do that every morning. Every morning I wake up and I look at the mountain range that we can see from our bedroom. And I'm like, what a beautiful sight. I'm never going to take that for granted. I've made that conscious decision. I look at the land we have and I say, this is a gift. I hear the pitter pat of my children. And I say, blessed. And it's like, and you, it helps when you, when you start a habit of doing that. That's why we, our prayers are not very uh, theological. It's just gratitude. We go around the table every dinner and we just say what we're thankful for. And that's it. It's counting your blessings. And if you keep that as a habit every day, thank you for our health. Thank you for our food. Thank you for the roof over our head. Every fucking day. You know, it's like your life gets better. And when you're... You know, you've been on the street for a week and you have a roof over your head. Like uh, our uh, gas bill this year has been very high and our electric bill. So we had to turn the thermostat down to 62. And yeah, we can afford it, but it got a little it got a little crazy. And or 60, 60 degrees. And so, you know, in our house now, we're going to be like wearing more clothing and whatnot. But it's like even those five degrees that you give up. You know, what, or no, it was 60, it was 68 and we're, now it's down to like 60. Because uh, we had like a $400 gas bill one month. And I was like, fuck. Because we have, you know, we have to pay our own health insurance. And we have to pay all this stuff. <clears throat> and so even just losing those eight degrees, you can feel it. And then you think, oh yeah, I do. The wood stove's crushing. Yeah, totally. But um and that and we turned off the gas in the greenhouse and all that stuff. But it's still, you know, it's because when it gets down to negative 20, it's that gas, that gas is chugging along. And uh, it's interesting how you don't even you don't even think about those eight degrees. <laughs> like it's just eight degrees and you're like, man, I, I didn't realize how how that was comfortable. Eight degrees, Illuminati confirmed. All right. So anyway, let's. Uh, Let's check out Mike Tyson. This dude gets it. Everybody's getting it. Kennedy Jr. said, I met a lot of great men. And all those great men I met 
there were no good men. And he said, um, after meeting all these great men, I decided I want to be a good man. Okay, so this is obviously a really cool thing, but I have to say something funny. Imagine, because I hate obnoxious music like this. Like, just let Tyson talk. His voice sounds musical. Imagine this girl's, like, right off camera just singing, like, like, just obnoxiously singing as he's talking. It's a good point. But this song, and just watching the host coughing, like, he just can't stop clearing his throat. And just picture, like, a woman behind Tyson be like, yeah. Kennedy Jr. said, I met a lot of great men. And all those great men I met, they were no good men. And he said, um, after meeting all these great men, I decided I want to be a good man. And that's what I said. I said, I want to be a good man. People told me I was great for a long time. You know, as I got older, it didn't mean anything to me. And then I realized that being a good man... You know, I mean, it's worth more than being a great man. Wow. All great men are not good men. Mm-hmm. But most good men could become great men. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's a great message. It's about being a good man, not a great man. I completely agree with that. But just now, just imagine the woman just can't stop singing. And she's like, a good man becomes great man. And just how about the fact that the guy, the host, can't stop clearing his throat? He does it like eight times. Kennedy Jr. said, I met a lot of great men. And all those great men I met, they were no good men. And he said, um, after meeting all these great men, I decided I want to be a good man. And that's what I said. I said, I want to be a good man. People told me I was great for a long time. You know, as I got older, it didn't mean anything to me. And then I realized that being a good man... You know, I mean, it's worth more than being a great man. Wow. All great men are not good men. Mm-hmm. But most good men could become great men. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the guy's like, yeah, it's true. <coughs> now I just had a guy standing in front. Yeah. They play church thing. Play the church thing? Oh, you mean you want to see just full-blown white niggers again? I sometimes wonder, is it funnier if I pretend the word is offensive? Or if I just say it? Is it funnier to be like, do you guys want to see some white, uh, some niggers, some white niggers? <laughs> Check out the Pentecostal niggers. So great. They don't give a fuck. They're just being, they're just going with the Holy Spirit, man. And speaking in tongues is a lot like a bonics. You know, they're just blabbering. That's how blacks are all the time. A bonics is just people, it's just, just saying whatever the fuck comes in your head, even if it doesn't make any sense. It's great. Man, I want to be a black Pentecostal. I would just be a nonsense machine. It'd be great. Bueno Bear, no need to read. Um... No, Bueno short for Paul Blano, nickname given to me by the invaders down south. Nice. Eric, the most fun part of your stream is having to race to my computer to try and turn the volume down. <laughs> As a bike thief or tranny starts to walk into my vape shop, you're a staple in my store. Much love. Yes. Talara, so for a moment, it sounded like you were being superstitious. Like if you say the wrong, you'll jinx it. 
No, I don't think it's I don't think it's about superstition at all. It's not like if you say the wrong words, God, it's if you feel it. Like if you don't feel your gratitude, lessons are taught. And I've seen that in my life. I've seen it over and over again. If you're not, that idea of having lowered expectations and feeling joy with events in your life will bring about more joy. I talked about that in my first time I ever hosted the Art Director Guild Awards. And one of the bits I did was called Lower Expectations. It's funny that Woodshop talked about that. Where I said one of the goals in my life was to own my own car. And I'm like, I'm still happy about it. And now I'm like sharing the stage with, you know, all these giant celebrities and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but I, I got a car. Like, I'm still feeling that. And it's very real. And I don't, I can't explain it. I don't know how it works. But uh, we are, the way this realm works is not described by materialists like Neil Steele to Bike Tyson. There's more happening here. And there's aspects of, you know, like the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the ether, you know, the Akashic Record. Like there's all these names for all this stuff. Um, and a lot of it is stuff that people don't actually understand, but we kind of feel it. Okay, here's some uh, super chats. I'm determined to animate BB nailing Baraplegic with his truck. I'm going to have to venture into the world of hand-drawn animation, so be patient. It's time to level up. Yeah, Food Forest Bear, level up. Born Again Bear, peace, brother. I was hoping you could explain to me why you say angels do not have free will when Lucifer, an angel, made a choice to rebel against God and convince one-third of the angels in heaven to rebel against I know, I know. There's a, there's a contradiction there. I get it. Uh, I've been told that angels aren't, they, they weren't given free will. But yeah, that's a choice they made. I don't know that. I don't understand it. Every angel was approached with the offer and they exercised free will. I, yes, I don't understand that. Thank you, though. I, I acknowledge the paradox. Nate, God is good. Just a tip for the Nephilim-sized tentpole of our community, the Howler of Gravy, half retard, half king, half bard of Bertaria. Thanks, Nato Bear. Indeed. Uh, Woodshop Bear says, Bowler has challenged me to stop being a bisexual and write more than two letters a year, so I'll have more coming soon. Last thing I need in my life right now is someone driving from Missouri to steal my bike. Indeed. He will do that too. They'll burn it all to the ground to get their hands on one bike. Pentecostal may seem bee-like because it all started with a revival that was led by a bee in Azusa Street in California. The revival had a lot of miraculous healings and miracles. Some gravy here. Yeah, there's gravy there. I mean, there's gravy in just not giving a fuck and doing what you feel. Oh, is this uh, Dick Drawing Bear? Oh boy. Dear Rabbi Oso Grande, my NPR listening wife has had enough of my truth or journey ways and is threatening divorce if I don't stop. We have a beautiful 10-year-old daughter together and I do not want to break up our family unit. Do not break up your family unit. On the other hand, once you've seen the truth, you can't unsee it. Right, but just treat her like, like, like someone, it's like, once you can walk, it doesn't mean you have to like be mean to paraplegic. You know, view them as crippled. I mean that with love. Don't get divorced. Don't get divorced because you know the truth about 9-11. Don't fucking do that. <clears throat> All right. On the other hand, you've seen the truth. You can't unsee it. My wife has been programmed to equate conspiracy theory with far right wing radicalism and doesn't feel safe. 
Well, then don't talk to her about it anymore. It's she's crippled. And I mean that I, I like literally you don't get divorced, figure it out. Uh, she has a mental cripple. And you got to figure that out. You know, you don't have to lie or cuck, but don't include her in these ideas. Don't talk to her about any of it. Just allow her to do her thing. You don't, this idea that your wife has to be your best friend is bullshit. I'm very fortunate that my wife and I have a deep and good friendship, but no, that you view them. You can view them as like an employee. <laughs> don't get divorced, figure it out. Okay. Like you you and your wife don't have to talk about shit like this. In fact, that's what I think the main draw of lodges were. You can go to the lodge with all your buddies and talk about conspiracies and then go home and fucking talk about nothing that matters. That's fine, dude. Your wife doesn't have to be your friend. Don't get divorced. Okay, the bad offer I'm given is stop my journey or get out. No, stop sharing your journey with him, with her. It's never a binary. There's always, yeah, don't fire your wife. There's always other options. If my wife doesn't love and accept me, no, no. She's below you. And I mean that with love. Ladies, don't spiral. Baby, do you think a woman can come back from losing all respect for her husband? Yes. But it, it's going to require a journey and process and all that. But yeah, don't fucking get divorced. Divorce was illegal in America until the 80s, until Ronald Reagan and his red, red team. All you Republicans out there that think it's only the Democrats bringing degeneracy. Divorce used to be fucking illegal in America. Well put, BB. I asked my wife questions to see if she bites or is interested before I drop info on her. Amy doesn't want to hear all my shit. Amy doesn't want to hear about the nature of a psychopath. That's fine, dude. It's almost gay to think that women are supposed to always have the same interests as guys. What am I going to take her shooting and then describe her in detail? Occult symbolism of child sex sacrifice. Come on. They're women. They, they, a lot of them have no interest in that. Don't fucking be gay. It's gay to want your woman to always act. Women naturally sometimes want to blend in to the mass consciousness. It's, it makes them feel safe. NPR, all the bullshit. Okay. Reagan allowed 11 million illegals. So yeah, yeah. Reagan was the most left-wing president of the 20th century. My wife has no interest in a lot of stuff I do. Yeah, it's completely fine. And I don't have interest in some of the stuff my wife does. It does not mean you're growing apart that I don't care that much about starters like sourdough and shit. I love how it tastes. Amy doesn't always care about what I'm talking about. She likes the community I build and the fact I can provide for her. It's fine. I'm glad you wrote this because this had never get divorced because you're on a fucking truth or journey. You want to know the real truth? Women are not, you, they, you don't have to see eye to eye on the way you see the world at all. If my wife doesn't love and accept me, don't sound gay. Don't sound gay. Oh, accept me for who you are. Oh, secretly, I'm, you got to accept me. I like drawing dicks. Dude, you're also divorcing your child. Come on, be a man. Be a fucking man and see it through. 
If my wife doesn't love and accept me, then the marriage is de facto over anyway. Not true. That's not at all true. They're women. They get freaked out by shit. They're retarded. Go back to a time when you could say, oh, my fucking wife. You go to the lodge. There's an argument for Freemasonry. Not about all the scams and stuff that they're doing, Lucifer and all that. But just like you go to a place with just men. Women are not allowed. And everyone goes... Man, my wife is annoying the fuck out of me, right? That's fine. That's better than divorce. I don't have to... I'm very lucky and I'm grateful that me and my wife have a friendship. Like last night we talked for like two hours after the kids went to bed. It was a great combo. Great. Um, we don't see eye to eye on everything. It's fine. You can have a bad marriage when it comes to friendship and a good marriage when it comes to raising a child. Yeah, she doesn't need to know the shit. She doesn't need to accept your truth journey. You sound fucking gay, dude. Okay. Maybe I'd be happier like Paul from Pockets if I moved on. No. Well, does she threaten suicide all the time? Is she cutting herself? Is she abusing your kids? If not, then no. There is, if she's just a sheep, good. You'd rather have a sheep wife than some nutbag truther that's always trying to like rub crystals on you while you're sleeping. Uh, dude might have his eye on a truther chick and looking for an excuse subconsciously. Yeah, dick drawing bear, you, you better come clean on all this. Because sheep wives are not bad. Sheep make wool. You know, you don't, you don't need a wife that's like, man, she just doesn't understand my esotericism and the hundred proofs of flat earth. They're women. Jesus. But I hate to do any damage on my sweet daughter. Then don't. Then don't, dude. Be a man. You don't need her to validate your stupid theories and your dick drawing. Your name is Dick Drawing Bear. You're not exactly a pillar of the community. You like to draw dicks. Is that part of your truth or journey? That you like to draw dicks? Love Dick Drawing Bear. Yeah, listen. You, you should be happy every day of your life. That a woman is married to a guy named fucking Dick Drawing Bear. You think that that's, that's easy for a woman? To be like, when all her friends go, well, what was your husband into? Esotericism and drawing dicks? Dude, you've won the fucking lottery, dude. You deserve nothing. Okay, moving on. Yo, baby. I feel such a special boy having the Smith family Christmas card on our fridge. Nice. Dick Drawing Bear acting gay. Someone... Dude, your main thing you like is drawing dicks. Is that your truth journey? Do you like the veins of the dicks? Oh, do you like them clipped or unclipped? Are you fucking gay? He's ahead of the curve. Eric Bear, they're neck deep in the dark arts. Shut up and be a man. Not a right, okay. It's one thing if your wife is super abusive. Like Paul from Pocket's wife was constantly threatening suicide, cutting herself you know, creating an insane, like betrayed him a ton, cheated on him. That's different, dude, than if someone likes NPR and you like fucking rabbit holes. You draw dicks, dude. You literally, the minute you drew a dick, you should take out a uh, stopwatch and go, every minute is a blessing that my wife doesn't leave me for any man that doesn't draw dicks. She sounded insane, yet Paul from Pockets chose her. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. She left Paul. Even Paul, Paul said it was a blessing their divorce, but he never left her. 
Don't fucking leave your chick. If you, if you have children, especially, you made a commitment. Is part of your truther journey betraying your vows? Is part of your truther journey? Is that so? So because she doesn't understand the truth about Sandy Hook, which is almost impossible for women with empathy to understand because they don't want to believe that people would use child death as an agenda for like gun control or something. It's not even possible for women to understand that typically. Yeah, is your wife cunt drawing bear? How would you feel about that? If your wife was sending letters to ladies with her cunts, she loves drawing cunts. It's, hum- it's ridiculous, dude. Why, she likes NPR, so fucking what? Imagine if your wife just drew clits all day. Hooded clits. You know, here's the clit, here's the labia. Oh, look, another one. Hey, look, I draw clits. Jesus, dude, wake the fuck up. You want to talk about a truth or journey? You draw dicks. You want to look at a mirror and really understand who the fuck you are, dick drawing bear? All right. Your wife is a saint for being with your ass. Not as special as our new baby does, though. Laurel Beatrix, or LB, a.k.a. LB, was brought into this realm by my fearless wife, Embry. LB Oso was born in the same house she was conceived in, right over the toilet to be exact. So if she grows up to be a turd, we all know why, LOL. Thanks for crushing the sacred cow of fear. Embry would love to enter in our um, article for consideration for the next magazine. We are the Wabi Sabi Bears on the BT app. If, uh, if there's any info to be shared on how to do so, best wishes in the new year. Oh, so Wabi Sabi. P.S. Will you play This is the First Day of My Life for an LB Doodle Chinese Nooder? Yes. Kyneton, remember, I'll play the song at the end. I got some more letters to get to. <clears throat> Hi, Owen. This is Blossom on the BT app. Blossoms, please forgive my handwriting. No problem. It's very helpful listening to your streams. I appreciate your journey and self identification of religious labeling. I came from Orthodox Jewish childhood and quit at 19 years old, but in the past month, I tried observing a Sabbath and succeeded. I did so in hopes that it would merit a kosher boyfriend, a kosher. After attending a Torah study and a synagogue service, I remembered again that I don't believe in anything Orthodox and I'm resumed regular life without religion, or it has been for over a decade. I came to understand my ethnicity can be called Ashkenazi, but I am not Jewish because I don't have a religion. Good for you for seeing the difference. You can't ethnically be a religion that's literally retarded. Or else that changes the definition of religion. I get it. Samson, the great bear out of Israel. uh, Yeah, but Jewish is a culture and a thing and a nation and a religion. Okay, there's a word religion that means one thing. And then there's a word nation that means something else. And race and ethnicity and DNA. Religion is not associated with DNA. It can't. It's like that would redefine the fucking word. Okay. Unless you know something, I don't know, Jews. If you can alter a DNA and it gets you to clip a dick or something. But from what I've seen in my life... 
Your DNA does not determine your belief system. Okay, you can have subcategories, be also macro categories. I was making some progress forward with this focus and doing a little better since my recent inpatient in September. Oh, yeah, it's you. Good. The holidays of Schmeckle and Christmas plus the legal holiday close New Year long weekend has been massively difficult and challenging. Christmas of 2021, I tried having sexual intercourse for the first time in 10 years. I had a college, uh, a college boyfriend, and as the years went by, I decided I wanted to wait until I got married. The men for me as long-term compatible partners did not come along. The path in loneliness was overwhelming. When COVID isolation and vaccine mania happened, I was even more vulnerable and depressed, and that is when I met the recent guy in June of 2021. He has sex... He has sex freely and easily with a girlfriend or a short fling. He is not afraid of dating. I felt terrified of what would happen after sex, if the men would disappear or if there was a pregnancy. I felt huge pressure to disappear or, uh, or no, to get more intimate with him. Eventually I said goodbye, but uh, came back to him on Christmas to try it. It was a horrible experience. I didn't want to continue after starting and he did not like that. But when I explained my situation again, then he was the second guy in my life who I had been intimate with. He was nice after that. We did not continue after that. I wanted him in my life, but only as a friend. And that would not work for either of us. Even though I forced myself to move forward with him, it was still a good learning experience because I needed to have a touching and dating experience. You sound very mathematical. You're like, I needed to have a touching and dating experience. <laughs> I mean that with love, obviously. You said in a stream that pain has a reason. The pain of this experience is some of the worst pain. I needed him at the time and there was plenty of healing and support from him. I didn't want to be alone. I had been judgmental of free sexual behavior, but all the women who asked about hooking up all had regrets. There seemed to be no good division, and I picked the better decision. Uh, to be with him versus nothing at all or sex with a stranger who didn't know me or care. Sounds like you're being very logical. Um, I was raised to have your first kiss after the wedding and one partner for life. I wanted to break the spell of sex being such a big deal to me, but I don't want... Uh, can't read that. One of the reasons we were not compatible is that we would want an abortion, that he would want an abortion, and I do not consider abortion ethical. That's big for Jews. Good for you. I have been working on forgiveness to myself for trying sex with a man who would uh, ab abandon a hypothetical pregnancy. One of the reasons I wanted to stop was because of this fear. Good for you. It's very... What you're describing is a very logical reaction to that experience. Even though, no offense, it sounds a bit crazy, but it's actually not. It's, I, I would consider it logical insanity. The world is so fucking insane. And so you're dealing with a woman who's maturing and probably has a strong desire for intimacy and love and connection in a world that isn't really conducive to that. So she's trying to figure out how to have that feeling resolved 
well dealing with her morality of being against abortion and blah, blah, blah. It's interesting. It's interesting how logically sane this is given how crazy it sounds. You know, it's not actually crazy. The world, like our current social constructs are fucking crazy. You know, that it would even be possible for someone to be like, yeah, I want to have sex and come for pleasure. And if you get pregnant, I'm willing to murder the baby. Like, that's the crazy part. Her trying to deal with this is a logical, insane reaction to an insane world. Divorce permitted for adultery. I would encourage that wife to get on Tinder. I am joking. Oh, what are you guys talking about? Divorce? Yeah, I'm sure I ruffled some feathers with that rant on uh, Dick Drawing Bear, but if you got a kid, don't get divorced unless there's serious abuse happening in the home. And I'm not talking bullshit. Oh, he he verbally abused me by saying that my cooking sucked. Not not that. I'm talking about the real deal. Like Like people are in fear of their life. That's one thing. But other than that, get over it. You don't have to be friends with your wife. The, the pressure and the expectation that your woman has to be your best friend is complete madness. And if she doesn't see eye to eye with your passion for drawing dicks and truth journey and all that, then you have to abandon your fucking rock, like your, your family unit, your daughter. No, dude. No, 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 no. Uh, all right. How would you recommend I handle the severe loneliness emotionally yet also physically as I was uh, something for many years and so desperate at this point? I feel as though I have touched a hot stone and the pain is something. Thank you for all you do. Best wishes, uh, Blossom. Yeah, I think I answered it. I mean, I don't have really any advice for you because I don't know your. I don't know how I would approach that. I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's a tough spot. I mean, I would recommend you just work on the gratitude and the joy and, and lowering your expectations. You know, because that will lead to better things. And someone could say, "Oh, it's easy for you, Big Bear, to lower your expectations." You have a beautiful wife and children, but I've always been like this. I've always been super excited and grateful for what I've been given. And that typically leads to an energy and a vibe and like a attitude that brings more uh, beauty and joy and connection in your life. You know, a lot of it is coming from you. Understand that if you're like, if you're, there's a coldness and I, I mean this with love, you know, I don't mean this like. But there's a cold, logical nature to you that probably doesn't, how do I put it? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But I would just like attempt at being more grateful and connected to the joy of the minutia of life. And then you won't have to like, you know, run these scripts in your head about finding the right one and being lonely and needing intimacy, but you don't want to be penetrated and all that. Like, you know, you're setting yourself up. And I know that it, it is a thing in your culture, the Orthodox Ashkenazi culture of like that anxiety. You know, it's not a stereotype for no reason that there's uh, the Jewish neuroses where they overthink everything, where they're stuck up here. You know, their heart isn't as open. And I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like there is a Jewish neuroses and neuroticism that uh, is a real trap where you're not in the moment, like you're not in, you're just overthinking everything until you're like detaching from it with your body. Being grateful and giving thanks does lead to better things. My intuition tells me. Yeah, exactly. Gosh, they do overthink everything, everything, but yet they run the dumbest financial system in human history. They overthink everything, but yet they're doing a petrodollar. I mean, think about how crazy that is, how ironic that is, where they can think all day long about the logic of intercourse. And I'm not making funny, but it's just funny to me. But yet you never thought about the world reserve currency being backed by Saudi Arabia selling oil and dollars by force of military. Like, so none of these neurotic Jews thought for one second that maybe that's a bad idea. But yet you'll think all day long about the minutia of intimacy. It's just very interesting. Okay. Um, dear Owen, thank you for the countless hours of laughs you have brought to me and so many other people. With how close you are to your audience, it is so cool that you haven't allowed anyone to idolize you and anyone that does is kicked out of the saloon. Yes, I've learned my lesson in the past. I married the love of my life, Morgan, on New Year's Eve of 2022. It was the happiest day of my life up until this point. I remember how miserable it was thinking, can I be with one woman for the rest of my life? The answer God revealed to me was that I can, but was never willing. Ever since I decided to trust and commit fully to my dear Morgan, all of the fears and what ifs are gone. The synchronicity, this is like, this person is replying to the last letter. How fucking amazing is life? Okay. As if God took my spirit and scrubbed it with a wire brush. Ending on that note, I'd like to share one of my favorite Bible verses. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Proverbs 18.22. Boomer voice. How dare you, Mr. Benjamin? I was with you during everything. Dinosaurs. Kennedy being a fag. BJs being for fags. Even my precious moon landing. That wasn't until you came after my Pepsi Cola. How triple dog dare you say Pepsi was aborted fetal cells in it? It does, by the way. It doesn't say that anywhere on the can. It is simply made with high fructose corn syrup and natural flavors. And boomer voice. I used to be a salesman at PepsiCo. Uh, then decade decided to change careers when I realized I'm probably selling actual cancer to people. Since then, I started working in the trade of countertops. I was skeptical of this path, but could not deny God was leading me th this way. I've made and installed counters for every type of person. I've done banks. Uh, so grabbers have something to count their precious money on big mansions so the two sodomites who live there can do what they do <laughs> my most common customer though are families like yours my favorite part is seeing the sparkle in a mom's eye when she's so excited to cook a meal for her family on new counters this is true value i completely agree a good kitchen is amazing I'm 25 now and uh, still have a lot to learn, but I just needed to share my gratitude. May I please be verified as Countertop Bear. Welcome, Countertop Bear. Also, I'm on the BT app under the same name. 
I'm hoping to host or find a bear meetup in Northwest Ohio area. P.S. Enclosed is some gravel for all the gay I have racked up over the years. Thanks, BB. Sincerely. Countertop bear. That was excellent advice to Blossom Bear. Dear Owen, I don't know how to use entropy. I chose not to learn. I mean that really, but it is the truth. So I'll just use the P.O. Box. Good for you. P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Just wanted to tip you and Cod for helping, entertaining, and keeping me even keeled. I've always searched for truth since I have been little. Going down these rabbit holes have been very eye-opening and can be a bit scary. But you keep me grounded. I was listening to a Howdy Mikulski video, and he is dark, I feel. And the first thing I wanted to know, if he had kids. You helped me be able to sift through all of these new ideas and bring me back to a wonderful, happy, helpful way to live. Thank you. And make me laugh hysterically. Your flu shot after Charlie's story and then having sex with 94 men for three weeks after makes me laugh so hard. Thank you. For those of you that are vaccine damaged, it's a joke. I am blessed to have found your stream in this community. God bless you, Amy, and your wonderful children. Sandy Instigator Bear. Synchronicity. Just listening to the rest of your stream, you mentioned howdy, and I asked for help understanding these concepts, and you talked about it on the stream. Love it. Tuesday, January 3rd episode. Yeah, synchronicities are incredibly real. <laughs> you know, and they're not really explainable. That's why, you know, Freemason, Freemasons... Uh, planning and scripting everything, there is some truth to it. You know, those buildings don't fall themselves. <laughs> but there's also grand scripts that I believe are being played through the spiritual realm. Me and, you know, Sandy Instigator Bear didn't just plan that at synchronicity. Like, I, you get what I'm saying? All right. All right, what do we have here? Funny text exchange. BN... Jake, all right, me. I want Owen to debate Richard Spencer. Jake, I don't know, man. Owen isn't a debater. He's a barbarian. Me, he should be. Jake, I want to see White Claw Owen debate Richard Spencer. Me, yeah, LOL. I would love that. Jake, I'd kill a man. I want to see Owen versus anyone because it's just a nonstop dunk fest. Yeah. The first thing I'd want Richard Spencer to do is define white. <laughs> okay. Owen, Big Bear. First off, might be verified as Hutch Bear. And I just go through like uh, slides and we just analyze what the unity is between all these people. And then I'd ask him his height. And then we'd start talking about how I actually think little fuckers are trying to take down big people. And then we reframe category. Hang on. Am I missing a contact? I'm feeling somewhat blind today. Or no, it's there. Okay, anyway. Entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy in Yang Bear. Thank you. Might be verified as Hutch Bear. Welcome. This letter is my second contact with you. The first was when I scooped up my wife and headed down to Ohio from Michigan to catch your tour on an Air Force Base hangar with a Cessna as your backdrop. Yeah, that was fucking legendary, huh? I take my special. The only place that I could... Uh, rent out in that area all the theaters nobody let me perform I was too evil apparently was an air force hangar on an air uh, was a airport a airplane hangar on an air force base <laughs> we sat in the front row to get uh, throat punched by all the gravy that you were sharing 
And I thank you for that. I myself am a bit long in the tooth, having raised three boys and one girl. So this brings me to the purpose of this letter. In one of your streams, you were talking about lies and how they are presented. I believe everything is contractual in nature. I completely agree, too. Great special. Thanks. Um, what I mean is a condition idea presented, then accepted. This brings me to a dream I had about the best friend who is a retired Marine and firearms instructor in Tennessee. He's also a master electrician. So this is what I scribbled out over a talk, a tall cup of Joe after my dream. I call it a brotherhood implied. You've entered into a, a contractual agreement, whether expressed or implied, into a brotherhood that exceeds the boundaries of time. Your personal responsibility to yourself and the very moral fiber that defines you creates the boundaries of its existence. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta, this is, this is some heavy gravy talk, so I have to say it slower. Your personal responsibility to yourself and the very moral fiber that defines you creates the boundary of its existence. It is forever changing due to the continuous input defined by your acceptance of responsibilities and the spirit and soul for which is you. There is no paper signed for this contract for it exists in spirit and the choice of actions you take. Yes, this resonates with complete truth to me right now. Um, Okay. The supporting pillars will be defined by love, trust, intestinal fortitude, action, blood, sweat, and tears. It is limited in its external as well as internal into the deepest corners of your psyche. It exists in all dualities. It is one of the strongest bonds you will have between yourself and another person. All implied agreements are their conditions can be all and void, all and void, just by acknowledging and agreeing to do so with one's own self. Giving up on these contracts will include giving up on oneself, and in doing so, will take much effort to rebuild, if at all possible. You always can start over. The forging of and its organic construct will develop a sequential pattern of foundational building within. There's always a beginning but the end will be defined by your choices, by the acts of building and learning and the reaction of knowing wisdom will be obtained for knowing thyself will help you understand others. This is some deep, deep gravy. I, ha I hope this wasn't too winded, LOL. Keep crushing and blessings to you and your family, David from a Michigan crusher. Yeah, I, I feel that. I didn't fully understand all that. Yeah, which... I need a new contact in that one. I think it fell out. Uh, right now, I'm feeling very one-eyed weenus. Uh, yeah, there's, there's subtle c contracts being made all the time. Man, that's true. Wow. I got to really think about that more. Hey, Big Bear, happy new year to yourself, your family. The man in the attached picture was one of the last of the Cathars, and he looks a lot like Big Bear. Yeah, that guy just got done live streaming. Yeah, I mean, we have a very similar facial structure. Yeah, yeah I look like a lot of people in history that crushed. I don't know if anybody else has noticed that. Oh, how dare you. 
Larry Johnson's freaking out of your contact situation. Yeah, right now he's spiraling. He's like, one eye. Oh, is Owen Benjamin now doing one eye symbolism? <laughs> Grandpa Jack only has one eye. Does that make him Illuminati confirmed? Or does that mean his brother shot him in the fucking eye with a BB gun when he was like 10? Owen is the only omnipresent human to exist. I don't know what that means. Wish up here. I might follow that up with a quick how dare you. Please explain. All right. The man the attached... All right. was one of the last of the Cathars. I downloaded this pic off a YouTube channel called Astrolabia, and I can't find it now. The Cathars were wiped out by the Catholic Church in the 1200s. <clears throat> I know. All the, the little kid fuckers couldn't handle any competition. Um, the last Catharian was burned at the stake in 1320, and his last recorded words were, in 700 years, the laurel will bloom again. I can't believe I said that back then. What a great quote. And it is now exactly 700 years later, and Bertaria sounds a lot like the Cathars. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not confirming that claim. Let's not run with that. He also said when they return, they won't be able to exterminate them again. They called themselves the good Christians and true followers of Christ and thought that the church was going off track. Oh no, it was Vatican II is when it started going off track. Not the thousand years of castrating boys. <laughs> they didn't believe in the Trinity and did not believe that Christ suffered or died on the cross. They believed that Christ was teaching his disciples an advanced spiritual skill of disassociating with his body and then reforming and re-entering his body. Oh, so they had a lot of really intense gravy. They were very skilled, creative, artistic people. They refused to yield or to submit. Pursuers of the good, the true, and the beautiful. Well, this is according to a YouTube channel. I mean, I, I love when Owen acts humble as if he hasn't been leading moral revolutions for thousands of years. <laughs> It's hard to find good information on the Cathars. I'm putting this from memory. The original video that I watched has been wiped from the internet. I watched this at the time truthers were going crazy with Tartaria and wondered why no one was looking into the Cathars. The Cathars lived in small, close-knit communities, were good gardeners, good at architecture, and lived at a higher level than most of Europe at that time. That's all I remember. Some of the above may be wrong. I don't know. I like the story. Cross-stitch bear. Yeah, I like the story too. It's a great story. I've heard about the Cathars. Uh, speaking of, I mean, guys, this, my letters today are reading like a novel. Howdy Mikulski focuses on the Cathars a lot. And that's interesting that the letter before mentioned Howdy Mikulski. It's as if we're just going through a fucking script that no human is in charge of. Okay, here's some unauthorized super chats. Man, Theo had Louis C.K. on today, and it was a peek into two grown sexual degenerates describing what, whacking off with other guys and how divorce is just fine. What a sink, an opposite to this stream. Yeah, divorce is not fine. Divorce is one of the worst things you can do, especially when it's selfish. The family unit is so important for society. The civil war, civil, you know? It's about a house divided cannot stand is one of the primary modus operandi for taking down a nation. A divided house cannot stand. Really understand what that means. 
Styles Bear, Owen, I would like to dis, uh, dissociate the word Catholic from me as calling yourself universal is grabble. Thank you, Stealth Bear. Seeing Banker Bear, just keep crushing you as well, and I'm going to need that fucking Germanic banker gravy. Brado Bear, even my wife and I are on the same page. Would you recommend not talking about truth or stuff? No, if you're on the same page, be friends. Me and Amy are very close friends. That's fine. It can be either, though. You don't have to be friends. You don't have to share your truth or gravy with your wife. My wife sometimes asks me for truth or gravy, you know? But my point is it's not needed. The idea that your wife has to be your best buddy is total horseshit. And vice versa. Like your husband doesn't have to be your best friend. It's a plus if they are. I'm not saying it's bad to be friends with your spouse, but I am saying that do not fucking get divorced. Oh, I, I, we'll close with a woodshop bear letter. Because I got, I, got, I got to put in a contact. And I also have a lot of errands to do today. Don't talk about it. If it becomes a problem, don't fight over nonsense. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Owen and I have to be distant cousins. They come from the Smith family too. Interesting. Well, there's a lot of us. And many are black. Um... Yes, Father Bear, the families make sure make sure they are good matches too and grandkids all cared for. Yes. Hey, brother, over the past few years, we've been building a library for our children. So when they started, when they're old enough to properly read, they'll have bookcases full to choose from. I'm going to start sending you a book every month for your boys. I appreciate that. They're great books you sent me. When they get older, I loved reading when I was a kid, but we we're dirt poor, so we rarely went to bookstores. I made do with what we had, and I've always longed to have a huge display of books to choose from. I'm sending these three today, and I'm sending another one each month going towards the Clan Smith. <laughs> Did you see that synchronicity, anybody? Boonies Bear just talked about being in the same Smith clan as me. I read a paragraph, and I mean, it's just fucking crazy. At least that's what I've observed with the Orthodox Jews I've known. Um... Interesting. I'm a huge lover of quality, beautifully bound books. Well, you're going to like my friend Vox Day, who just opened up a, uh, a bindery using goatskin. How dare him, by the way, as a lover of goats. I think the presentation of the book says just as much as the content a lot of the time. It can ignite an excitement to read. You'd love Vox Day. I mean, you should sub do you subscribe to on Oh, this is Woodshop Bear. Am I retarded? I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, I, sorry, I was in the gravy flow. Okay. Back to the letter. This is Woodshot Bear. Sorry, Woodshot Bear. I was, I was just in pure gravy flow state. Uh, just like everything these days, architecture, music, movies, etc., books are losing their beauty. It's more difficult than ever to find a good hardcover or leather-bound book. Box Day. Where you can tell thought went into it. I'm a big fan of these particular collection of books and have been buying them for years now. I know some people don't read much and others say reading fiction or fantasy is gay, but I love it all. Yeah, I, I like reading letters. I like listening to books. Retarded confirmed. Indeed, which up there? Oh, retarded. Being in a pure flow state. Being in a pure flow state is retarded now, apparently. Well, me and the Cathars sure didn't think so back in the day. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Yeah, someone just sent me an EDM Pentecostal event on Twitter. I think I found my church. I can't help but get pumped. Kyneton, will you send me the video? Everyone's loving the Pentecostal dance vids. All right. Uh, I know some people don't read much, and others say reading fiction or fantasy is gay, but I love it all. Some argue it's a form of escapism, to which I would say so is the Bible. That's a great rebuttal. You're reading about and dreaming about a better place, void of the insanity of this world. Same thing goes for fantasy or fiction books like this. They allowed you to immerse yourself in a world where all, although problems still exist, they are natural. Nobody is trying to get Robin Hood to transfer his squirt coin through his Coinbase wallet to pay for killing rice farmers 5,000 miles away so the transgender pedo agenda can be pushed on people. Exactly. And isn't it funny that you say that? Because right now one of the biggest online app brokerages to do that is called Robinhood. See, that's the kind of flow state you get out of me, Woodshop Bear. I bet you didn't even put that together. The main app to do exactly what you just described is called Robinhood. Oh, how dare you be in a flow state? The world is just chaos at every turn, and being able to resonate more with the real and natural dilemmas and struggles is, in my opinion, really good for the soul. It's allowed me to view the world as the made-up clown show that it is and not personalized when Bill Gates is trying to jab me with his devil cum needles. Oh, how dare you. Devil cum needles. I've been reading a ton over this past year and have also found that reading has really started to heal some of my childhood trauma I unknowingly carried around for decades. I read the entire Narnia series earlier this year, and as crazy as it sounds, I feel like it helped. Indeed. I knew about them when I was a kid, but my parents never read them to us. Uh, yes, yes, Lewis is a, he's like a, a legitimate genius. I knew about, uh, I legit didn't even realize there was any resentment for the lack of reading to us as a kid beyond the first few years of childhood until this year. Stuff like that in my house got replaced with drama surrounding foster children um, who were in the home and at 12 when my dad finally left after years of straight up chaos in the home, it was the nail in my childhood's coffin. Being able to go back and read stories like Narnia and others have allowed me to just rest for a while every day and not pretend to have it all together. It allows me to, in a way, be a child again, just sitting on the couch, reading a book quietly while the kids are napping or in bed. Can't talk highly enough about the importance of reconnecting with those parts of your inner child who desperately just want to be allowed to exist. We hold trauma towards our parents for stuff like that, robbing our childhoods because of their drama, but then we don't, we, we do it to ourselves for the rest of our life as well. Powerful insights. I hope when the boys are old enough to read these and comprehend them to their fullest, that they bring much magic, splendor, and optimism about life. I know a lot of people give books that contain any magic a lot of flack. Circa early 2000s, Christian's mom spiraling over Harry Potter books because of witchcraft while also telling their kids how Pharaoh's magic man threw his staff down and turned it into a snake. But I'm in, of the opinion that this world is far more magical and mystical than we believe it is, 100%. Children know that. The first few years of my life were full of the magical feeling where anything was possible and we were here for so much more than working and giving that money away and then jerking off to cope and then dying. You want to see who did that? This guy. You're a Jewish baby boomer. Now what? The chosen people. You want to know what's coming next? Death. And that's it. You spent your whole life working for money and jerking off 
and now you're just going to die. And that's okay. You, Jewish baby boomer, you have to accept that. You're trying to bring the whole world down with you with your shots and your clats. Okay. It's not just Jews, obviously, but I love making fun of Jews because no one else is willing to. It's a niche I have. And now that I realize the ADL is working directly for me, smiting any of my competition that wants to get in on the Jew jokes. Guys, Jews are the greatest people to mock. And so now I have the ADL working for me so that if, let's say Theo Vaughn wants to do a Jew joke. Hey, ADL, I just saw some hate online. It's great. No more Theo Vaughn because I've gotten through the looking glass. I knew you were going to post that picture before sending this letter. How's that for a flow state? Nice woodshop bear. We're not flow state competing right now, but I'm glad that you're flow stating too. All right. When the societal norm is to cut your dick off and try to fuck kids while on MDMA, I couldn't care less what anyone says about me reading Lord of the Rings at night on my couch while my, ch <laughs> while my children are sleeping peacefully in bed with full bellies and fuller hearts. Now that's a good line. The ADL is literally helping you keep the monopoly. Persian Jew, 100%. I understand how Solomon, King Solomon had the demons work for him. I get it. I'm not saying all Jews are demons, but I'm just saying that you have these demonic entities. You, if you understand their nature and just let them work for you, the ADL now works for me. Jew jokes are a hot commodity. Everyone loves them. Everyone can't get enough of them. Big noses, clipped dicks, annoying, you know, nonstop. But now I have the one of the most heavily funded institutions in the world making sure that no one competes with me for my monopoly on Jew jokes. Now that, Blossom Bear, is how you look at the glass half full. I easily could have been broken by the ADL and said, Man, they're this heavily funded, highly influential group that will just not let me, they just keep attacking me. No, no, no. They attack anybody that makes fun of their precious boys. Now, when I figured out how to be anti-fragile and exist in the ADL world, but not of the ADL world, now the ADL works for me. Okay. When the societal norm is to go, this is a great line. When the societal norm is to cut your dick off and try to fuck kids while on MDMA, I couldn't care less what anyone says about me reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Stash these away on a high shelf where they can see them every day and will eventually ask you guys to read them or they read them to themselves. Right now, Amy's reading them, um, uh, uh, The Dark is Rising by uh, uh, Susan Cooper. Excellent book series. Uh, Vox sent me a, a copy in leather. Need a new BB Jew video of all the worst phrases out of context? If you go back and even watch my most intense Jew rants, I never say to kill them. I never say, oh, they're oven dodgers or any of that bullshit. It's making fun of their culture, which is absurd. They're the most... They're the most in need of mockery of any group in the history of the world. Like, can you imagine how much better this man's life would have been if people just made fun of him for how much of a fucking retard he is? And it's not because anyone hates him and wants to kill him or send him to Madagascar, like all his little books tell him. 
It's because he wears dumb shirts. He's definitely divorced. He's terrified of death. And he thinks it's really good to clip the, pe the penis of a baby. Okay? They, they need it, dude. They need it. If done right, Jews love mockery. It's not even that they, they need it. No, they only need God. I, I'm trying to watch how I talk. It's very, it's like they, no one's ever, they, they, they need it. One of my favorite things to do is skip around a stream by 10 to 20 seconds and just get a few words. It's so funny. That's hilarious. The groupiest group that ever grouped. I think they stole the title Jew. I think they made it up. I don't know. Who's they? Oh, like this guy. Like his name's probably Garyman Pennynickel or something. Like Garyman Pennynickel needs to be mocked. He thinks he's special. He's developed this absurd personality that's just filled with fear and regret. And he, but he still thinks he's crushing. He thinks deep down that he can beat death. Even though he knows he can't, but he knows he can. He's a mess. The bag of boys need it. Garyman Penny Nickel. Men need it, BB? Yes, but a lot of men get... They get it in their daily life. You turn on the TV, they're like, oh, white people this, or, you know, people just openly can make fun of someone working hard and call them deplorable. And, you know, a lot of men get enough mockery. The ones that really need it are the ones that no one, everyone's terrified to point out that their fucking nose is like the Eiffel Tower. All right, let's continue. And for everyone listening, go buy a book and read it. It's good for your brain. It's good for your nervous system. Good for your eyes and good for your soul. I, I don't know if it's good for your eyes, but everything else I agree with. I've started, and one of the reasons I, I don't read that much is I, I blame my bad eyesight for a lot of reading as a kid, but maybe it was genetic. I don't know. Maybe I'm playing the blame game. I've started an IG author page as well, currently writing a trilogy of epic fantasy novels full of logos and gravy, where I'm doing monthly book giveaways, and it's really fun. Not going to say it's here, be, uh, not going to say it here because Reddit is fucking exhausting to deal with, but if you follow me, you'll find it. Always onward, Woodshop Bear. Yeah, Reddit is also designed at taking out competition. They're like the ADL. I haven't figured out how to make Reddit work for me. <laughs> But there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to get those demons to work for you. Because when you're dealing with kind of like these evacuated type people, you can get them to just work for you. Adam found a way. Oh, yeah, we do have Reddit work for us a little bit. Because they, they, they historically chronolize. They document everything I do. So when we're making documentaries, we can just go to Reddit and just... Granted, they'll show a pic or they'll show a video of me crushing and they'll be like, but what he's really doing is hurting his dog. You know, something absurd. Like their commentary is fucking absurd. But they catalog all these awesome moments. Their commentary is from the mind of the devil. It's like, oh, look at Owen hoeing a baby. He's about to eat it. You know, but we get the catalog. It's all like, because none of us, nobody that likes me puts in the work that the people who hate me put in. But it is all about, um, don't get me wrong, I don't like Reddit. I don't like gammas. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, I love them. There's, I'm so grateful for them because that would be a cope. I'm not. I don't like them. But 
There is silver linings. Um, if you tell AI, read Owen's Reddit, but translate the opposite, it's reality for the past four years. Yeah, exactly. Dear Owen, this is the first time I'm writing you a letter. I have been a listener since your Joe Rogan days, and I saw your David Hogg tweet in real time. I'm writing this letter to announce the passing of my partner for the past six years, Jake. Um, Umberta oh, Solid State Jake Umbertaria app. On November 13, 2022, 26 years old, and we had our whole life ahead. Jake and I literally watched and experienced uh, trajectory. Jake walks into our room one day, 2017, and goes, dude, Owen is actually a genius. Actually knows a lot about physics and is talking about Jews. Mind you, this was from around the time we were getting pretty jaded from Ben Shapiro, etc. And I kind of already, I kind of already was trying to tell Jake about Jews, but his, he only began to listen when you said something about it. Ha ha. Since then, we were constant viewers, Jake more so, and those white cloth streams were unmatched to any content during those times. Jake stopped watching porn. We agreed to homeschool, etc. Oh, this is sad, dude. But uh, this, I'm gonna. All right, you were on an unbelievable influence, but Jake was unable to reconcile his whole own demons from 2018 to 21, and became very black pilled and stopped watching anything political, but still tried to live by your principles. Early 2021, he came back to your streams and watched every day. We would often refer to you as if you were our friend. You have such power, but simultaneously a humble and friendly aura that makes people feel that they truly have known you personally. This is a huge factor in your success, I believe. It's genuine as fuck. Jake died from a fentanyl... Oh, God. Uh, Jake died from a fentanyl overdose. He was clean for six straight years. I helped him get clean. One lapse in judgment. I always thought Jake was exception to the rule. He was so happy that when he was using fentanyl wasn't as much of a problem. He thought anyone that did it was a straight up retard. I was in California for a business trip. The weekend I was not with him. His temptation possessed him. <sighs> what a fucking waste. October 2021 to now, I suddenly developed a neurotic fear of death. Planes, elevators, trains, all of it terrifies me. Two weeks before Jake's passing, I had a very vivid dream that he died. Why am I saying this? Anyone who is listening, I urge you to listen to your body, your mind, your dreams. It's as if my body was preparing me for this wretched tragedy. For anyone that has loved one with a past or current drug addiction, always check on them. I thought Jake was the exception. After six years clean, you trust and expect the man. I should have, don't blame yourself. I'm going to stop you here. Don't fucking blame yourself for that. You couldn't have, you couldn't have known. You might think that it's your dream told you and you should have checked in on him. You're, that's the devil playing tricks with your mind. You couldn't have known. You could not have known. And it's a tragedy. <sighs> okay. I should have had more conversations. I should have been 
forceful with my words surrounding his addiction. Wouldn't have made a damn bit of difference. You know, don't fucking blame yourself. That's how it passes on. You know, rest in peace, Jake. Much love, my friend. You know, it's uh, just celebrate him. Fuck even being sad. You know, it's just like, what a legend. Everyone dies. I know that can be hard to do. Like, what a tragedy. I know. But like, don't wallow in blame. You know, you didn't do that. There's nothing you could have done. Thank you, Owen, for bringing joy, masculinity, and truth into his life. Oh, God. You don't, like, you don't think I could do that with Jake, too, and say, why didn't I fucking yell about fentanyl more in my streams if he's listening to me? You can't do that. I could do the same thing. So I'm a very influential role model in his life, obviously. He fucking dies of fentanyl. We all could do that with someone like that. Even me, without living with him or knowing him. Why didn't I fucking hammer it home harder? Why didn't I yell bigger? Why didn't I make a point about addiction? There's nothing you can fucking do. You know? Thank you all for bringing joy, masculinity, and truth into his life. One of the celebrations we had for his life, I gave a toast to a crowd of people, a lot of NPCs, and screamed, if Jake would want me to say one thing, we didn't... Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> we did not go to the moon. <laughs> Jesus. That's fucking so powerful. Jake sends a lot of signals and signs. What do you think happens when we die? I don't know. I don't know what happens. Um, thank you, Owen. Yeah. It's a great toast. Fuck Ben Shapiro. Little fucking faggot. <sighs> okay. Don't blame yourself. There's nothing you could have done. Uh... Like, I couldn't do what I'd do if I took on that, you know? All right. Um, I know I have a uh, first day of my life as a request for the new baby. Let's do that. Um, even if clairvoyant, one can't change the trajectory of events, peace up. No, you can't. There's, you can just be good. That's all you can do. You know, that's all you, you can just, what you did was good. You were good. What else? Yeah. And what do I think happens when you die? I don't think it's the end. I don't, I don't think it's the end. In fact, every fiber of my being thinks that there's an element of us that goes on, but I don't know what happens. And I'd be lying if I said I did. I have theories. I think that we return to our creator on some level. I think like one of my theories is that the attachment and the sin that we hold on to in this realm, we have to burn away. And if we refuse to let go of it, that's what hell is. It's like the fires of it. Even though like that's not in the Bible, that's actually Dante's Inferno. It's funny how much theology is from fiction, but uh, you know, the layers of hell is like people that won't let go and be purified and then rise. But I, I don't know. 
My husband got clean off heroin seven years ago. I'm thankful he found God to help him, but it's a daily commitment. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, Jake just made me cry out of beauty. It's not like I'm sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's an element of tragedy in my tears here, but um, what a fucking great toast. Uh, salty Scotch gave me a big rumble. Rant. Thanks. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, he sounds like a legend. Owen's just using his listeners as read his own cries on the stream because, he, yeah, but fuck that. They don't matter. I'm just trying to think about, like, uh, you know, Jake. God, that was a fucking intense letter. What do I think happens when we die? I don't know. You know, uh, my buddy, who is an uh, ex-Navy SEAL, who stays with me a lot, we call him Gravy Sealberry. He's great. He spends a lot of time in Africa with a shaman, and they do like a boga and this healing medicine for his traumas and dealing with stuff, and it's really cool. And he, uh, and he comes and stays with me from now and then and gives you know, us all these insights that they have in Africa. You know, they, there's tribes of pygmies over there that have never had contact with, uh, with the outside world. And the shaman over there has a great answer for death. He says, that's God stuff. We don't know. And they have joy in that. They're like, that's for God. That's God stuff. That's, that's like for God to know. Our creator knows what happens when we die. We're just supposed to, you know, be present here doing and then they have all their stuff but like it's okay to not know it's okay to not know it can be scary as fuck and it can make it feel like it's more tragic and you're gonna want to like cover that wound with like you for sure knows exactly what happens but we don't and that's okay but whatever it is it's good um way too many people with supernatural experiences for there to be nothing after this yeah, I just, my inner knowing says that there is an afterlife. I don't, this, the, the questions I have are, do we get to keep our memories? I don't know about that. I really don't. Do we get to keep our memories is a thing I think about a lot. But if we don't, it's okay. You know? We are infinite beings in a finite universe. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wonder if at death you, like what I would cling on to is the memories, you know? And I don't know if you're supposed to let those go or not. I don't know. I have a feeling it's like waking up from a dream in this realm, some memories fade, especially the bad stuff. I don't know about that. I just, because I've really wrestled with... Uh, with what would I hold on to if my soul's leaving me, you know? Uh, and for me, it would all be like like uh, family stuff, you know, my, the people I love, and just these memories that I hold on to. But is it okay to lose your memories? Is that okay? Is that part of the process? That when you're in the next layer, the next realm, and there is no separation, like you're one with God again. I don't know. I don't think... That we're even in a position to comprehend it. Um, <laughs> Dewey Decimal versus 
We barely keep our memories in this life. I think we take our experiences like Topher suggested. Um, you take with your life experience and it etches it into your soul, maybe. All right, I'll play you guys uh, First Day of My Life. I know that was recommended. song all right someone argued that the dream state is the real world yeah well some people are retarded uh all memories are in the akashic record yeah i think so i think so too all right allegedly there's no material barrier to the mind after life inner monologue in our minds the speech itself after life nice all right here's a rockman super chat I'm on Telegram trying to send people your way. Your story of the way you handled that one-legged man was so inspiring. <laughs> Thanks for all the laughs in these crazy times. Thank you, Trippidinfinellen. Appreciate you. All right, Cod, um, final Super Chats, and I'm out of here. If you'd like to uh, support the stream, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. And trippy comedy unauthorized.tv. Um, based on my experience of my parents visiting me, it seems like something intact remains. The day my mother passed, she came to me that evening and I had sleep paralysis. I knew it was her and she took me to the house I grew up in, my sister as well, 
has told me stories of my mother visiting her. I don't know what to make of it. Well, one day we'll know. So will that fucking Jewish baby boomer. He'll know too. Even though he doesn't want to know. All right, final super chats. Chinook Bear, just finished yesterday's stream. The Gunner's dream ending was mind-bottlingly beautiful. Time in that moment passed like it was never there. No one kills the children anymore. Makes my eyes get wet. Well done, BB. Keep crushing, Bears. Thank you, Chinook Bear. Peter said, paying the gay away for past addictions I've now overcome. You mocking sins legit makes people want to change. My wife is Jamaican. I'm German. I'm worried our half-black son might steal unicycles. That's hilarious. Uh, Jamaican's a good type of black. I have, uh, I have really good friends up here that are half white, half Jamaican, and their kids are legendary. They're young, but like smart, good athletes. Jamaican is, uh, is a strain of black that's actually uh, quite powerful. You know how many uh, of the best sprinters in the world all come from one section of Jamaica? There's, there's history around Jamaica where uh, they were never conquered by the British. They were just so fucking fierce that they, there was an area that, of the slavers in Jamaica, and then there was an area no one went because they never got conquered. Same with the Seminole tribe in Florida. There's whole, a lot of this stuff isn't in history books because no one wants to admit that people can refuse to be conquered. You know, this whole idea that the white man just, uh, you know, just, just flooded the world and no one could stop the white, the white disease from enslaving all the blacks and browns. Now it's always an offer. And there's whole, there's regions that never were enslaved. And uh, Jamaican couldn't be slaves. Literally, slave traders passed on them because they couldn't catch them. Well, you know, and also what Kanye brought up about slavery is fucking true. Slavery is always an op is on offer. To this day, slavery is an offer. Yeah, sure. There's people that can throw a net over you and try and put you in shackles, but you can't. You can't have a slave unable to leave. At some point, you can't have a. You can have a penal colony or something like a prison where there's giant walls, and even then people can escape. You're telling me on a farm where people are just like in fields working and you have like five guys working the fields and a thousand slaves, they can't just run away? It's because they want to be there because they're getting fed and housed, and it's a work contract. You can call it indentured servitude or whatever all you want, but there was, there was groups of Jamaicans that uh, never were enslaved. It's like the Irish were never conquered by Rome. It's, it's, there's so many really cool stories from our history that it's not even like truther stories. It's like mainstream fact that people forget to talk about because I think it inspires the masses too much. I try not to use the word masses. I'm saying that ironically, like how, quote unquote, they would refer to people. But, uh, you know, Ireland never fell to Rome. Fascinating. I think it's one reason they're so demonized. I, I demonize the Irish all the time. Bunch of drunks pissed in their own mouth. But what a people, you know? What a people to not fall to Rome. I mean, God, that's impressive. All right, Don Pettitbear. I had a conversation with my wife last night about the nonsense of the word nigger and how funny it is to use it. It did not go over well. So I told a Jew joke and she laughed. Crush on, brother. Indeed. Always monitor it. Women aren't supposed to understand all the stuff that you do. It's fine. It's a hatred of women to expect them to. Men and women aren't designed the same. 
You know, and you're not going to understand what she understands. There's stuff that women are going to understand that you, you do not understand. Like how to make a house a home, how to, how to like put love, how to put love into food. You know, that's why when you go into homos houses, like countertop bear, I'm sure could attest to this. There's no love in it. You can have these massive mansions covered in granite, you know, countertops and like infinity pools and saunas and shit. You don't feel love if you walk into the home of homos. You go into a lesbian's house. Yeah, you'll feel that love. They'll inject love into all their little knickknacks and shit. But you don't have any logos. You don't have any truth. It's all bullshit. So like that's why gay relationships are so bad, in my opinion, is you're missing on the other side. Two guys are going to have like marble death everywhere. You have your like Porsche and your cocaine and everything, but there's no love in it. But women, it's just love, no logic. It's just like, you know, they have their knitted sweaters and their knickknacks and everything's fucking functionless. Okay, Equus Bear. Today is my birthday and my gift is going to announce my first pregnancy. Thank you, Owen and the Bears, for all the inspiration. This community is blessed. And we'll survive the winter. Onward to Bertari. Yeah, and I'm going to close this with uh, uh, just, you know, much love to Jake. You know, much love to Jake. Um, remember his life, not his death. There's nothing you could have done about it. And uh, his soul goes on. And God bless Jake. And there's a reason we come here and there's a reason we go. And, and fucking, we never went to the fucking moon. And there's nothing anyone can fucking say to me that will get me to agree that we went to the fucking moon. That woman that did that toast, you honored him when you did that. I know it sounds funny and comedic, but it, 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 it goes to the fucking core of what it means to be a man or a woman, like a living man or woman. Someone else doesn't get to determine our inner world. That's, what, that's why it's so powerful. It's comedic, it's silly. It's absurd, but it's also very powerful. Okay, guys. Uh, thank you all, and I'll see you tomorrow. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruity and bull, guy.